Stampede. Garner is in 190, recorded 7 2023 You put your left foot in, you put your left foot out, you put your left foot in and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around, that's what it's all about. Right arm. You put your right arm in, you put your right arm out, you put your right arm in and then you shake it all about. You put your left arm in, you put your left arm out, you put your left arm in, and then you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around, that's what it's all about. Right elbow. You put your right elbow in, you put your right elbow out, you put your right elbow in, and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around, that's what it's all about. Left elbow. You put your left elbow in, you put your left elbow out, you put your left elbow in, and then you shake it all about. Head. You put your head in, you put your head out, you put your head in, and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. It's difficult to measure the true feelings of Americans, especially if our politicians do the hokey pokey. The propagandists who want you to believe everything is all right trot out surveys describing whether the public approve or disapprove of certain issues. They'll tell you there's a percentage of people who are in favor of this or that, and a percentage of people who disapprove of this or that. But real anger on the part of a large number of people isn't so easy to calculate. I mean, it's not just enough to say that a lot of people distrust our government. They may actually hate what is going on. There are people willing to commit violence to those in charge of making decisions in our government. Any president today now requires protection of a small army of Secret Service agents. 
And that's a reflection of the real concern that there are a lot of people who would want to commit violence to whoever is at the head of the government. It's not enough to say this country has a lot of people who distrust our government. Because what took place on January 6th with the storming of the U.S. Capitol wasn't just about a lot of people dissatisfied about the outcome of an election. No, it was something far deeper than that. That's why the politicians in Washington were frightened to the bone at what took place. Their jobs are at risk if something like an armed rebellion breaks out across this country. And the propagandists are in the same boat. The taking of a broadcast booth of a news station could put an end to an anchor who gets in front of the cameras telling the nation what the politicians want them to say. Of course, if you're part of the public broadcast service, the news is never edited with the endorsement of companies who advertise on commercial networks. But public broadcasting is funded in part by the government, so they're always presenting the patriotic point of view. Whether we like it or not, the companies that advertise on the commercial networks pay the salaries of the propagandists. Also, with the endorsement of the politicians. So, you rarely ever get the news that isn't filtered. And you thought we had a free press.
History tells us when people distrust the way the government does its business, they may also have real anger about it. That's when revolutions are spawned. Gambling over the internet on sporting events is designed to produce needed revenue for the government. It's controlled so that individuals who win have 24% of their winnings deducted with the payout. And of course, the companies that provide the gambling rake in the money lost by the wrong bets, and the government taxes them as well. The result is a generation of youth becoming addicted to gambling, and they're always looking to get the big payoff, but always go broke. There's reason to believe a government that institutes a policy of addicting large numbers of people to gambling on the internet lack the authority to say it's working in the best interest of the people. In truth, it's willing to harm the public in order to gain quick returns for additional revenue. The politicians will say they're offering the people another form of entertainment, but what they're really doing is creating an illness, trying to make people believe if they just become winners, their troubles will be over. But no one should believe that's the way real prosperity is achieved, or even a half-hearted attempt at lifting people from being trapped as part of the underclass. The dream is you'll become part of the class of people who have everything. If you just guess the right odds and win, that eventually leads people who see what's happening and not only distrust the government, but who say they want to bring the corruptive practices to an end. Our politicians are playing a dangerous game, thinking they can prevent any uprising from taking place by just adding more law enforcement.
It's widely recognized that people who have power will use whatever means and methods to retain that power. Career politicians are masters at using deceptions to continue their position of authority. It's true, I have a certain antipathy toward most federal politicians. I find them to be pompous and arrogant, willing to endanger the well-being of Americans by contributing and authorizing $32 trillion of debt for our government. That debt will only be paid off by the future sacrifices the people in this country will be forced to endure, while trying to make the people pay in one form or another our government's debt. You shouldn't be so naive as to believe you'll escape the pain that's coming. Politicians will tell you everything is all right, that everything is under control. But let me warn you of a practice widely used by politicians and autocrats around the world. They'll claim there's an internal threat to the government. That announcement will come before the actual danger of a government any government declaring bankruptcy and will have no relationship to the impending financial crisis. The threat, in fact, may not actually exist and is advanced by politicians to divert attention to what is happening or about to happen with the government's debt, and it'll be described as any number of threats but most likely are only deceptions. The politicians will try to put fear in the hearts of the people in order to call for more protective measures. More police, more military, a restriction in freedoms. The truth is, they'll use a manufactured threat to begin using repressive actions to keep people from responding to the government declaring bankruptcy. They'll institute a smokescreen to deceive the American people from what is about to happen. That's what our future will be, and it may be coming sooner than you think.
This week, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down a policy of affirmative action used by Harvard and North Carolina University. Now, I'm not shy about putting my two cents in when diversity is the question at hand. I'm a natural man, and one thing I know about nature is that it's diverse. Any fifth grade student can see that. But nature also says nothing is ever equal. In fact, to produce something in nature that's exactly equal to any other thing would be almost impossible to find. The truth is nothing is the same in this world. And our DNA proves that. For me, I don't believe the educational system of artificially producing a diverse student body based on racial quotas have anything to do with getting an education. In fact, I don't even believe in the curriculum of most institutions of higher education. I believe we've lost an important part of who and what we are by not having students devoting their education to being connected to nature. We're losing our origin, the place where we came from, and that can be far more damaging than learning something by sitting in front of a computer for eight hours a day. We need creativity, and that's not found by making everything equal. The creative arts make us stronger, not weaken us by using arbitrary measurements. Merit exists in the natural world. It produces diversity. If professional sports were required to make everything equal, the National Basketball Association would draft professional players on the basis of their race. But no, they base their decisions on the ability of the player to play the game. Otherwise, to make every player equal would require the drafting height of 5 foot 10 inch of most Americans. And if the NBA were required to diversify by racial quotas, its teams would require more Oriental players to play the game. And I don't think the NBA would want to do that because the game is based on talent.
governments rise and fall and not necessarily by the voting box. We like to think if the American people are dissatisfied with the way their elected representatives are running the government, they'll simply vote them out of office. Well, my statistics may not be exact, but only about 50 or 60 percent of the voting public actually vote, leaving maybe 50 to 40 percent who don't vote. That's a large number of people in this country who don't care about what, how, or why the government works. It could mean a large number of people who don't vote are too lazy to vote, or simply don't think their individual decision to vote will make a difference. Now, I can only speak for my own reasons for why I haven't voted for anyone in over 30 years. The people who are elected to office never keep their promises. Take, for example, what recently took place with affirmative action in universities. Politicians said we needed to give more people the opportunity to get a higher education. So they gave disadvantaged people lots of money at a reasonable interest rate to go to institutions of higher education. Now, they've done that for several decades, and most people would think that's an admirable way to help individuals to better themselves. So around $40 billion of debt was floated for people with the promise they'd pay back that debt after their education. Well, now decades later, politicians want to forgive those loans. And the reason is simple. They want to do that because, in effect, it's a way to buy votes. Personally, I believe one's own education is motivated by a desire to learn and understand, not based on a price tag. The real meaning of being educated doesn't come from getting a degree at Harvard to be guaranteed a high-paying job. That isn't the real meaning of wanting to learn. Some people don't care about wanting to learn, and that's their choice. But a degree isn't a guarantee that you've learned anything either. That's what it's all about. Left hip. You put your left hip in, you put your left hip out, you put your left hip in and you shake it all about. Whole self. You put your whole self in, you put your whole self out, you put your whole self in and you shake it all about you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around that's what it's all about backside you put your backside in you put your backside out you put your backside in and you shake it all about you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around that's what it's all about hokey pokey you do the hokey pokey the hokey pokey to do the hokey pokey that's why
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Ray Anthony and his orchestra doing The Hokey Pokey. Then, The Batman Movie. A cut from Michael Giacchino's composition, A Flood of Terror. Followed by another of his works from The Batman Movie, Can't Fight City Halloween. Next was a Hans Zimmer work for the movie Interstellar, cut from mountains, continuing with more Zimmer, a cut from the composition Their War Here, from the movie Batman vs. Superman. Then to close, another short from Hokey Pokey. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner, in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.